Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Hi, guys, and welcome to our end of the year podcast for Life on Pause. Happy holidays. Today's recording, we're going to be looking back in order to look into the future. Part of where you're going is knowing where you're coming from. Today, we're going to start by looking back. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in 2022? Hi, my name's Taylor. I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 12, so about 17 years ago. I think the biggest thing this year was that I've tried to just tell myself to just go for it. I think that I've always been a very introverted, quiet person. And I think going through my cancer experience just really highlighted that part of me even more. But I think that I'm finally trying to take a step back and tell myself, just take risks, just do different things like be a part of this podcast, try new experiences, try new jobs. Just even though I think that I'm getting older and this and that, I still have time to just go for it. Hi, my name's Kassara. I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 2020. I'll have two years in remission in January. I think my biggest thing this year was learning just to take care of myself. Like, if I'm not well, I can't take care of others. So just slowing down and trying to do things for myself to make myself better or just to battle, I don't know, like depression and stuff like that. So just taking the time to slow down and think and process and be there for the ones that were there for me instead of trying to spread myself between everybody. Hi, this is Corrine. I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was 16. This year I turned the big 3-0. And I think that if I've learned anything, it's that I have given myself more grace, more grace with the challenges I put in front of myself and that not necessarily, you know, doing something that you set in a certain amount of time, but just doing it is not a failure. Realizing that taking one step is better than taking no steps at all. And just realizing that at the end of the day, like how you perceive yourself is as important, if not more important than the way that the rest of the world perceives you. And I think too, just something like in 2022, being a healthcare worker and a cancer survivor and just a human being is just to treat people with kindness and literally treat people with the same respect that you want to receive back. Yeah, going off of that, I kind of have to agree. You just learn to appreciate the little things more. And being a healthcare worker, too, it makes you think of the little extras that you can do just to brighten somebody's day. And I mean, it's just the simplest thing sometimes, a smile or just taking the time to ask how their day is or just little tiny things that you might not think of. But then going through what you've experienced, you know, they made your day so you know that you can pass them on and make somebody else's day. I am Tony. I was first diagnosed in 2008 and 2014 I had finished and seven years go by. 2021 
hits and I learned I relapsed. I had to get proton radiation five days a week for six weeks. But what this year has really taught me is that you really just have to roll with whatever's thrown at you and just go with it. Take it in your stride. This is Haley. I was diagnosed with leukemia back in February of 2020, and I finished up treatment this past June. And one thing that I've learned over the year is that you just got to appreciate what's happening. If you're doing five million things at school and you're enjoying it, keep doing that. But even if you have nothing to do and you're just going to see your family for the first time in a while, just enjoying being with them and enjoying being able to see them and spend time with them. So something unique is, despite the fact that every year is new, cancer is something that is never new to us in the sense that no matter whether you're going through treatment, whether you are in remission, whether you've relapsed, like cancer is always going to kind of go with you year to year. So if you had to say one thing to yourself in the beginning of your cancer journey versus now, What is one thing that you would tell yourself? I think that I would try to tell myself that you're going to be okay. It's going to make a really big impact on your life, but you're going to be okay in the end. And to also just not let it take control of you and just make you scared. Because I think mostly it's just really made me hesitant and scared and just really pulled myself away from things and people and experiences. And I would just want to tell myself, like I said in the beginning, to just be open to taking risks and just doing things and not let that completely control my life and just take over that outgoing part of myself. I think I would tell myself, well, kid, you're in for a wild ride, but Never give up. Don't stop fighting. There's definitely going to be good days and bad days, but the good days will prevail. And it's always worth fighting for. You're going to meet some great people and make some lifelong friends. I think, too, another one that's good is just letting yourself be vulnerable. Let yourself be open. Feel the emotions that you're feeling. Let those be there that want to be there for you. And just take it day by day and moment by moment if you have to. But Don't be afraid to, you know, really open up and just take what is coming to you because, I mean, you can't change it. But like Tony said, you really do end up making a lot of friends that you don't expect to make and connections along the way throughout the whole journey. Kind of tying off journey, I think I would tell myself that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And regardless of what that destination is, whether You know, being 16, it was trying to get to the end of treatment or going to prom or regardless of what stage of your life you're in, like you really don't realize until you look back and reflect just like how strong you really are and the things that you went through and how in this world there's not, you know, a ton of people you can say relate to you. But when you find your tribe and you find your people that can, it really is just this eye opening experience and it's a journey unlike no other. I mean, I kind of do have one last thing to die in that is I was always told God can only give you what you can handle. And 
he knew I, we can handle it. And that's why he gave it to us. One thing that I would have told myself probably was that you're going to have huge bumps. Absolutely ridiculous, unbelievable, crazy, scary bumps. But you're going to have to give yourself grace when you're recovering from them. You're not going to bounce back to where you were just because you want to be there or just because you think you're going to be there. That you have to stand and wait because even though you're putting that effort forward, you're not going to be there the exact second you want to be, even if you've waited two months to get there, you might not be there and that's okay. Speaking of highs and lows and bumps and just, you know, being there on the ride, what would you say this year in 2022, would you say where it was your low and what would you say was your high? I mean, I definitely think my high this year was being able to attend Light the Night with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and being picked as their honored hero. I mean, it's definitely a high to like go in with such an honor as that. But one of the honored heroes that was there to support the remembrance side, it kind of kicked me into my low because they had just lost their mom. Her birthday was that week and they were standing there to remember her. And it just it was really hard and really like emotional, but it kind of kicked in some of that survivor's guilt. And I didn't really know how to deal with that because I haven't really faced it that much yet. So only being almost two years out last year, I was just all, you know, I don't have cancer anymore. Like I'm not sick. I don't have treatments. I can be with my family versus this year where it's like, I get all that, but like why some of us get so lucky and then others, like we never know why we're here and why they're not but I just thank God every day that I'm here and I hope that we can continue to raise funds and find cures for everybody and not just certain ones. My low was probably it was I think the night of Thanksgiving or the night after but my grandfather had just passed away and I was like, I feel like I'm just getting in the way. Why? Like, what can I do to help? And my dad just had to be there. Like, you just have to be there. Like, you just have to stand and try to offer your help. But you're not you're not necessarily making things worse. You can't help when people are grieving. But my high was earlier in the year when I finished treatment. I was ringing the bell and I just wanted to curl up in a ball and hide because the doctors were in the hallway and leading me to the bell. And my doctor was, I think she was sick or something, but she was on call with another doctor. And it just forces you to remember that there are people that you met on your wild, crazy joyride of a terrible experience but they're going to be there and they're going to support you no matter what I would feel like the low for myself this year was to feel myself unraveling uh almost two years ago I lost my job so I've been at home was like slowly losing motivation not knowing which path to take my life in what jobs to apply for 
worrying excessively about my health, having different issues and just letting my mind spiral into bad places of just worry and just just badness and having to gain motivation and convince myself that I'm okay and that I should take this opportunity where I have time to finally think about what I really want to be doing and take the time to do that. So then I would say that transitioning from that into my highest point would probably be teaching myself little things, especially teaching myself to tell myself that I do have time to do things. I think being sick has made me have this really negative thought about we don't always have time that we think we do or when people would say something like oh we'll do that next time I would always tell myself you don't know if there is a next time and just being really bitter and negative and just always worrying that like I'm going to run out of time it's kind of now or never thought process so I think I've been really trying to teach myself that I am allowed to take the time to think really hard about what I want to be doing, what jobs I want to apply for, what things and places I want to do. I am allowed to take time to take trips and do new things and meet new people. I'm allowed to just really take the time for myself and teach myself to say no to things I don't want to do and teach myself to speak up or have boundaries. And so really just trying to look inward and tell myself you do have time if you just allow yourself to think about what paths you want to take. I like what you said about the boundaries too and speaking up. I know since I was diagnosed and everything, my husband and I, we've been reading a lot and doing a lot more searching on like setting boundaries and working on putting them in place because I think they're really important to have in place, especially for those that like maybe weren't always there, but now because you're better and you're not sick anymore and they want to be there and it's like, but you weren't there when I really needed you. So it just kind of really makes you reevaluate your life and everything, like your job and what you do and where you go and who you're with. So it definitely is an eye opener and really makes you think in more ways than you imagine you would. For me, I would say that a low point for me was when my grandmother had died in September. And being a pediatric oncology nurse and a pediatric nurse, like I have held so many people's hands while their child or their loved one passed away. But this was one of the first times it really like hit very close to home for me. And my grandmother actually was the one who, when I had the lump on my shoulder, which I didn't know was like my lymph node, she was the one that was like, eh, I don't think this is, you know, from wearing your book bag too heavy or like maybe we should get this checked out. And she would make me mashed potatoes after every chemo. And <laughs> she was just an amazing woman. And the thing is, though, is, is even though that was my low, I can say that my high this year has been that I've actually never been more like happy. And I hate using the word content because I feel like that makes it seem like you're just like flatlining. But I can say that I have never been just so genuinely happy with my life. I can say that I met the love of my life and I have this amazing opportunity with all of you here in AYA and this podcast and the chance to just really be an advocate and a voice. And I, for as many 
like low points as this year has brought in many other aspects. Like this year has also brought some of like my highest moments. So now that we kind of covered the present going into the future, and I know this seems like such a silly basic question, but does anybody have a resolution or a goal going into 2023? I feel like I never really made big resolutions for myself. They would always just be little things that I would want to improve on, like just drink more water, like silly things like that. And for some reason, I've just been telling myself this year not to make a resolution. I just think that my biggest thing going forward would be to tell myself to just do things. And that's kind of just been like my whole thing this whole time is I don't know why I just keep thinking very optimistically about this year. I'm turning 30 and that's very scary to me. But I think for some reason that feels like some kind of reset for me, like just a whole new start to just finally find who I want to be and realizing that I'm allowed to do whatever I want. And also realizing that even years after treatment, like December 22nd, I just had my 15th anniversary of my last chemo. And it's been 17 years since I've been diagnosed. It's been a really long time. And it still affects me so much every single day. But I think that I just want to jump into this new year, just feet first and just do whatever I want to do. I was looking back today on this past year. Today's the fourth year anniversary of me and my boyfriend being together and I always make a scrapbook so I was looking through and I just realized I did a lot of things this year and I didn't realize that I did that I went to Florida to visit my sister was living down there I wanted to see Aerosmith because Steven Tyler is my old man crush and we just went to Maine just to see Aerosmith just because I planned a secret trip to Kansas City for my boyfriend's birthday to go see a concert. Like, I don't know what finally hit me to just say, just do it. And this past year, I slowly began to just do it. So I think going into this new year, I just want to hopefully keep that mindset. I just recently started a new job that for the first time in a really long time, I feel like I really enjoy this. And I found this podcast and the young adult group and everybody here just to be such a comforting, really helpful part of my life that I never thought I wanted to be a part of or really highlight it more than it had to be highlighted. So just really be a part of things and just allow myself to do whatever I want to do. I love that you said how kind of, you know, going to turn 30 was like a reset for you. Because this year when I turned 30, like I felt that way. And my best friend Lauren and I were actually at lunch today. We were talking about how we think like 30s are actually going to be better than our 20s. Like we think that for all the things we went through and all the things we did, like 30 is kind of going to be like the best yet to come. And we were sitting there and we were talking about like New Year's resolutions and the silly stuff we seem to like always keep doing. And I really loved that you said that like you're not setting a strict resolution and I'm kind of the same way like I don't think I have this like I really want to do this like there are things that I wish to accomplish but kind of in that whole like giving myself grace I think that my biggest thing is that like if I'm happy and I'm working hard then like there's nothing that 
I can't do that I'm putting like my mind to. So, so this is Shelly. I get to be behind the scenes, but I'm very curious having heard Taylor and then Kareen give this like big plug for turning 30, how the under 20 voice here and the 20s voice here. What, what do you have to say from your perspectives? Because otherwise, your life is just going to be on hold until you hit 30. <laughs> I mean, I can't really say much because I'll be jumping into that 30 club this year, too. So along with Taylor and Kareen, I'm kind of the same way. I feel like it's just going to be a new start, a fresh set. Like nothing that I'm going to face in my 30s can be as tough as what I've faced in my 20s. Like no matter what, I'm going to come out on top and strong and just keep fighting for my life and what I want and just keep doing what I want to do and try not to hold myself back and just be spontaneous, take the random trips, do random things, but just to enjoy the time that I have and be with the ones I want to be with and I don't know, just just live. For me, I'm still in high school. I still have a long time till I reach that point. But one thing that I keep remembering just with friends is that you don't forget, but it seems to almost take a second for people to remember. I was at field hockey practice and my friend was hitting my chest. I'm a goalie, so I had all my pads on and they were hitting my chest. I'm like, stop it. Like, and I just walk away because they were irritating my scars. I'm like, it's like you forgot that I had treatment. They're like, I did. Just like people kind of looking at you like you're not that kid anymore. And every year, like I haven't even gotten a full year out of treatment. I'm just over six months. And people are already not forgetting, but mind blanking on it. And it feels kind of shocking and really good. At the same time, it feels kind of bad. Like, how are they forgetting this terrible thing that happened to me? But it's kind of like reminding you you're getting where you want to be. And it just is really satisfying and uplifting. Back on the topic, the whole, I guess, 30 thing. Three has always been a big number in my family. And it was my high school hockey number it was 33. So it just... Threes have always run in the family. My mom's got two other two sisters. My dad has two brothers. And three has just always been a number in the family. So three, I guess, is just there for me. We've always looked to it as lucky numbers. Haley, you made a really interesting point about how people almost like mind blank. And in one sense, it's like, like, I think we all do that. Like, we're all like cancer, something we all are going to like live with and take with us and has helped molded who we are and like who we're going to become. And like, you know, I feel like I have moments where I feel like I don't think about it. And then all of a sudden it's like all I focus on. And like, what would you guys say, you know, whether it's like day to day, week to week, year to year is the one thing that you will never kind of like blank on regarding cancer? I'd say that the night before my make-a-wish, I said to my dad, 
even if I had the chance to go back and have none of it ever happen to me, I would still have it happen to me, even if I knew I wasn't going to get a make-a-wish at the end of it all. Because A, it's made me who I am as a person, and B, it led to so many great friendships and just lifelong friends that will be there for me forever. Yeah, I would have to agree. If if I was given the choice to go back and not have to go through it all, I think I would choose to go through it as well because you do just make those connections. But to be able to go through it and be there for others when they get diagnosed and to just walk alongside of them and form the connection and the friendships you make, it's just, it's different than just a regular friendship because you connect on a much deeper emotional level than any other friendship. And it's not something that you can just talk to anybody about and they'll understand because you really don't understand what they're going through unless they've been through it themselves. So my boyfriend is super into watching this Hard Knocks in season on HBO. In this season, it's about the Arizona Cardinals football team. And one of the players was talking about how they actually had lymphoma and went through treatment, played like, you know, college football and ended up making it to the NFL. And when we were sitting on the couch, it was funny because he kind of like grabbed my hand and he doesn't want to admit he maybe got a little emotional, but sorry, Andrew. (laughs) But I think just in that, like, it really is whether you're the person next door, a professional football player, like sitting at this table. I think that the one thing that never changes is like the ability that like you went through this and never give up. And I think the one thing that like I'll never blank on is just the fact that I like rose above the circumstance in my life. And it's like if you if I can get through that, there's nothing that I can't get through that and definitely the smell of saline like as a nurse even when I flush saline in people's PIVs or their ports like the smell of it just still gets me and just to be kind of like Sarah said just be kind and compassionate it's like you were saying about the football player who had it it's like Mario Mario Lemieux who got it and got treatment for it and then even after receiving treatment for it went back to playing professional hockey. So it's just having the fight in you. Like the age-old saying goes, it's not the size of the dog in this fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. One thing, one of the things I like to say, because I'm always terrified to try something new, like I always do it and people look at me like, see, you shouldn't have been scared. But like I still was. But one of the ways that I kind of like psych myself up to get over it is cancer can't beat me. I'd like to see this try. I'll say that a lot. Like I'll say that to people who are kind of rude to me, my brother or just somebody at school that was deciding to be a jerk today. So like one of the things I'll never blank on is when you're looking at something that looks really scary, like when I was looking and about to zip line for the first time it's super scary and you're terrified you're going to get hurt but then like I just kind of flash back I've I've gone through cancer I've beat brain bleeds like I won't blank on that again like kind of I beat this super duper hard thing I'd like to see something else try to come and hurt me 
I kind of also wanted to comment back to when we were talking about it's a good feeling when people kind of forget what you went through because you kind of feel like you're back to normalcy. And especially me just being so far out, if you have your hair and it's long and you look physically fine, like people think that you're fine. And I think that even such a long way down the road, you can really be not okay. And sometimes that really gets to me that like, how did people forget? Or do they just think that I'm so far out from treatment that they just don't think about it anymore? And I mean, that's a good thing because I am okay. But also you like people to kind of remember what you went through and that it's still affecting you to this day. So I think something for me that always reminds me is my knee. I just have bad joint problems from the treatments. So if, you know, I can't run or I need help getting off the floor or I'm having a bad day physically with that, I think about it every day and why I feel like that is because I was sick. So that's something that I can never get away from just because I'm constantly reminded or smells also get to me like really strong hand sanitizer. And also just the fact that it's kind of everywhere I I seem to turn. I was going to start a new book and the character had cancer. So I couldn't read it or if um an ad comes on the radio or the tv sometimes i have to physically change the channel just because i just don't want to see it in my face all the time so just those little things kind of pop up here and there to always remind you but also something has kind of been staying in my head a couple of podcasts ago shelly made some kind of comment about we're all badasses and for some reason every time i'm kind of having a bad day recently I kind of think of that and just think you know like like we did do worse than this you know I might just be having a bad day but we all overcame worse than this so I kind of have been keeping that in my mind and it's kind of been making me feel a little bit more positive I did want to say another he was touching on the hair pre-radiation I had nice good long mullet going I had the hockey (laughs) hair perfect it would the curls in the back were sticking right out of the helmet and they would fluff as I would take strides down the ice. And the radiation, when I had that, I lost it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It took me that long to get that hair. And just like that, it goes away. And, you know, I'm finally back to where I'd, I'd like, I'm comfortable with it, but I still would like that pre-radiation hair back but i have to just live with the fact that it might not happen but it's i'm still going with the flow that's what you have to do i think something to like keep in perspective for everyone and this kind of i don't know like i know it's silly but tying back to the show we're watching today like it really like hit me like you know like james connor who was this football player like had in his mind that like regardless he was going through this like he was going to play professional football And it's so easy for any of us in the moment to be like, I'd cancer. My world's over. Like the dreams I had, the things I want to accomplish, like I can't do it. Like it's so easy to put that barrier up. And I think I can attest for, you know, everyone at this table and like whether like anyone who's had cancer is like it does not have to define who you are. Like it does not have to define like what walls you put up and, you know, you can break through with the boundaries that you set. and. There is nothing that like willpower, determination and perseverance like can't push you through. 
One thing I want to come back to is when the comment was made that we don't look like we've had cancer anymore. We have long hair or we just don't look like we have cancer. As a teenager going through it, even when I was an outsider looking in or even sometimes when I think of the classic cancer kid, you think of a little kid with balding hair or no hair and you don't that look sick and can't do everything. I had plenty of people forget I was a cancer kid during treatment. I would feel like I just have a bad day and people would be like, what's wrong? Like, aren't you fine? And I just have to remind them. And then they're freaking out and fawning over you and kind of treating you like your glass. And I know I do sports and I went back to swimming in maintenance and I felt like my coach was kind of holding me back because I was the cancer kid. I wasn't going to all of his practices. I was missing meets for treatments. Like I just wasn't at the same level as the other kids because I was going through cancer. And it makes you feel terrible when they forget and it makes you feel terrible when they remember. But then at times it's just like, I don't look like I'm going through it. I have to remember to give myself grace. And no matter what the other people are thinking or doing, give yourself that time to recover and that time to just be not okay because you're going to get better. That reminds me of my first year of checking hockey. My coach, Rob Shear, uh, former Hershey Bears, won a Calder Cup with them in 05 and then ended up playing for the Avalanche. The, the whole league, the whole team really, they didn't want me playing that year because I'm, yeah, I'm kind of a short kid, but height doesn't really run in my family to begin with. So mini camp or evals we did that day. My dad, after the first day, my dad got on coach, make sure they're hitting him, play the body on him. All the coaches and everybody, they were scared. By the end of that year, coach said to dad, I'm not worried for him anymore. He's the toughest kid out there. And I just think back to that all the time and say, you're right, coach. I am tough. And that's what you got to be in life. Going back to Haley, too, with the appearance like in the movies and social media and whatnot, the way they portray like a cancer patient, like everybody just thinks that, oh, they look really sick and they're tired and the dark eyes and throwing up and everything. But it's not all like that. And like we do have our good days, but we have our bad days, too. But just knowing that not every day has to be a bad day or is a bad day. Like we can be normal and still go about. I know like my doctors and um, stuff really stressed, you know, this is going to be a big part of your life, but it's not going to be your whole life. And you need to keep living and keep your days as normal as you can from day to day, because it's going to help you in the long run, which I think if I would have just given up and not continued living day by day and taking things and I kept working through some of my treatments and stuff I don't think mentally I would have been 
as well as I was when I came out of treatment. All right. Before we wrap it up, we have covered, I feel like, so many aspects of being tough and being vulnerable, being happy, but being sad. What would you say year to year, no matter how you are impacted by cancer, no matter how you live your life, what would you say is like your mantra? Mine is two. I have two. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And when things get tough, get tougher. I think I mentioned mine earlier. I tend to say cancer can't kill me. I like to see this try. That's just something I've actually started pretty recently. But like, I think I've been kind of thinking it without really realizing it. Just the, I beat this. I I can do not necessarily anything, but like, I'll say anything just to be like, most things can't really stop me. Like somebody being a jerk or hurting yourself. I play field hockey. I get hurt all the time. And this was the first season, even though it my, was my first time back in pads, people weren't worrying about me every time I went down. And it felt super nice and just kept reminding me when people did worry and cancer couldn't kill me, I'd like to see this try. I don't know if I really have like a mantra, but like my one friend and I, she's had breast cancer twice and she just got diagnosed with ovarian cancer and had surgery and just finished oral chemo and found out today actually that she's in remission and good. So we just kind of feed off our positive energy and just we call ourselves the warriors. And I don't know, it's just nice to be able to connect with her and go through things, even though our journeys were different. But to see her strength, it just really gives me hope. And I don't know. We just keep going on, and no matter what battle we face, we know we'll always come out on top. I think for me, um, it's just the saying, always rise above. And I've always rise above the expectations that you've set for yourself. Always rise above the, you know, expectations maybe other people put on you. Maybe the negative things people may say, you know, always rise above people who try and bring you down or rise above, you know, how hard you may be on yourself as a person and that regardless of whatever you may go through like kind of how like a phoenix rises from the ashes like you can rise again like you can make the best of tomorrow i don't think that i really have something that i tell myself all the time either but i do try to tell myself that sometimes i need to remember that there is no reason for something I think that I'm really a person that likes answers. I like to figure things out. I like to just have like a a clear explanation on things. And it would be easy to have something to blame it on. Like I did something. That's why I was sick or I did something. That's why this happened. But I'm just trying to really teach myself to remember that sometimes things just happen. There's no reason behind things. It just happened is what I kind of just believe about it now some people in my family would have other issues and I just try to talk to them and just things just happen this happened for no reason not for anything that you did not for anything that my parents did it just happened and 
I it is hard because I can't blame it on anything. I have nothing to fall back on. But mostly just remembering that this is I mean, I don't like the saying it is what it is, but this just is what it is in that in that regard of just just happened. There's nothing. We just have to deal with it and go forward. And that's it. Yeah, I kind of like that. It is what it is, but it doesn't define us. It doesn't it makes us part of who we are, but it's not us as a whole. It doesn't mean that's our whole entire life and we have to let it take over everything. Like we have the before, the during and the after and it'll always be a part of us. But like I said, it's not always a whole part of us. I think it's safe to say that whether it's before, during or after, whether it's 2022 going into 2023, I think that we can all say that we are resilient and we are strong we are vulnerable and we are one of a kind and are who we are. And may whatever bad or good happened in 2022, may 2023 bring us just as much like strength, prosperity, and essentially all the good vibes that we may need to just continue being our cancer, badass kicking selves. So thank you for tuning in to our last podcast of the year and the happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.